Welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio. Well, our next guest is one of my favourites. She's the left-hander for the Australian women's cricket team, Beth Mooney, gun in ODIs, a gun in T20s, and hoping to leave her mark on the Ashes Test uh, in England in uh, a few weeks' time. Beth, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So, uh, Beth, the last time we saw you in competition, you were hobbling off the ground in a game for the Gujarat Giants with a badly torn calf muscle. How is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's um, been nice to be getting back into it and working on a few different things in the off-season and, um, you know, a few training camps here in Brisbane with the girls. So um, it's probably a much-needed rest in unfortunate circumstances. So how bad was the tear? It looked pretty serious the way you were taken off the field. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was. it's never ideal time to do an injury, but um, like all things, they heal eventually. So um, I was lucky it was, um, wasn't too bad in the end. So, um, yeah, just not enough time to get back playing in that competition, unfortunately. I was interested reading um, an article uh, about you saying that you're determined to leave your mark on Test cricket because you haven't yet and you're averaging about... 26 in test, which surprised me because you're such a, a, a good player and such a measured player. What do you think has held you back so far and what do you need to fix to, to make sure that uh, you're as good in that format as you are in the white ball formats? Uh, well, for starters, playing a little bit more test cricket would probably help a few of us. Yeah, you've, so only, you've only played four of them. I've noticed that. <laughs> um, so that, that certainly will, will make a difference. But, um, yeah, I, I guess just having the experience and... Um, Sort of consistency of playing it a bit more will certainly help. So we've got um, obviously the Ashes played across all three formats for us, but we've got a couple more series like that throughout the year with one Test match. So it's something to look forward to and be excited about. And the Test against England, of course, is from June 22nd to June 26th at Trent Bridge, the the ground in Nottingham. Have you played there before? Uh, yeah, yeah, I played a couple of games, or a game there last year in the 100 for London Spirit. So um, a few of the girls have played there. I think it's the home ground for Alana King with her Trent Rockets team, so I'm sure she'll have a little bit in top for us. I think the pitch does the pitch there does a bit. You're a driver of the ball, as I remember you from, from the one-day format, um, Beth. Do you think English conditions suit you, or do you think you'll find them challenging? Uh I mean, all conditions are um, all conditions are, are different, but we've certainly played a lot more cricket in England in the last few years, and um, you know they've they've sort of gone a bit more towards um, you know flatter, drier wickets. So I'm sure it won't be too much different to what I'm used to. But yeah, the, most of the squads had a lot of experience in England now, so I wouldn't be too surprised if we if we don't see um, too many changes to people's natural games and techniques. So obviously the big news uh, before the tour is that Meg Lanning won't go for me- medical health reasons. Um, Alyssa Healy takes her place. You've played under Alyssa as the captain before. What sort of captain will Alyssa be compared to Meg? Oh, I think um, just naturally everyone's everyone's quite different, um, as we know. But at the same time, I think, um, you know, I think Alyssa has played enough cricket and seen enough to know, to understand what, what the game requires at any particular moment. So it'll just be about her trusting her gut and, and leading from the front as she does so well. So um, thankfully she had a, a bit of experience in India leading the group and, and hopefully she can um, do that again in the Ashes. 
She's a very aggressive player naturally when she bats. Does her captaincy reflect that, do you think? Meg's more measured when she plays? Um, oh, I think they both offer different things. I think Meg's quite an attacking captain um, naturally, and um, Elisa is quite an attacking player as well, so they certainly lead like that. Um, and there's not too much difference in, in that style of, of leadership. I guess Meg is more leading through actions and Elisa probably, um, you know, makes different comments and, and gets the group up and about that way. So, um, yeah, it's probably the, the slight difference in those two. You're in Brisbane at the moment. My understanding is there was a, a, a pre-tour training camp there and you just, um, you're there at the moment because that's your home. Um, what, what do you do at a pre-tour training camp to get ready for the tour? Uh, well, as you'd expect, a lot of batting and bowling skills and a little bit of gym and stuff. And we managed to have a bit of a practice game at the last camp as well. So um, people get the opportunity to work one-on-one with coaches or on specific things, target bowling, things like that. But um, generally in the pre-season, it's a fair bit of individual stuff and then um, come together for one last camp and a bit of a game. So, um, you know, we're, once we get over there, we'll still have 10 days to prepare for that test match um, with a warm-up game in there as well. So we've got plenty of um, plenty of opportunities to keep honing our skills. Who will you be playing in the warm-up game? At England Day. Okay. Um, what do you see as Australia's strengths going into this battle with England? Oh, I think we've had a pretty settled team for a long time. We've got some genuine match winners in our lineup, and um, you know, going into the Ashes, we've we've shown we're the premier team in the world in in white ball cricket. So I think that will go a long way to to getting us over the line. It's just making sure we, I guess, make make the brave choices in that test match to, to try and get the win and get England on the back foot early in the series. So what's the scoring system? It's one test, three T20s, three ODIs. What's the scoring system that decides who wins or retains the Ashes? Uh, so the test is worth four points and the white ball formats are worth two points. So obviously whoever has the most points at the end retains or wins the Ashes. And... I, I believe that in your test career so far, even though there's only four test sample size, you've been shuffled around a bit in the batting order. Where do you prefer to bat in red ball cricket? I actually don't have a preference. I've probably just been shuffled around because um, I've played in lots of different roles in different teams and um, probably one of the more um, versatile players because I've, I've played a bit all over the shop. So um, I don't really have a preference. Obviously, there's a couple of spots up for grabs at the top of the order. So um, that's an option for me to go there. And um, I can obviously slot into the middle order as well. So we'll have to wait and see when we get over there. Who do you view as the main dangers as far as England is concerned? Oh, I think um, they all are. Like they all, they've got some good young talent, some very good senior players and um, you know, a good leader in heaven night. So certainly a mixture of all that put together makes them a pretty um, a pretty big threat against our lineup. Um, and, you know, they've got a new coach as well. So I guess for us, the biggest um, challenge will be working out pretty quickly what their style of play is going to be because they'll be under um, new coaching structure as well as um, some, you know, some youth mixed with experience too. We talk about the the key batsmen in the or the key batters, sorry, in the Australian lineup all the time because your household names. But what about who do you think, from a bowling perspective, will hold the key to this Test series or this series against England for you? 
I, you know, it's really hard in our team to pick out one because we've got so many world-class players, which um, we're very lucky to have. So I can't really name one because I think they're all very good. So, um, yeah, I, you know, as a captain, that's probably for Midge something that's a real positive for our group. I think the, the biggest challenge for, for Midge and the selectors will be who's going to be in that final 11 in each game because, yeah, we've got a very strong squad across the board. Your generation have become household names in Australian sport. Do you, Are you confident that there's another generation of young cricketers coming through that you can pass the baton to as you guys get a bit older? Uh, yeah, I think absolutely. I think, um, you know, we've, we've shown that with the WBBL. Um, there's a lot more opportunities for young girls out there and they'll um, get put up in lights a lot younger too so we can earmark young players like Phoebe Litchfield and, and get them in the, the squad and expose them to, to high-level cricket. So I have no doubt that, um, you know, we'll see the next generation come through and they'll be, they'll be you know, very good players and, and, as I said, exposed a bit earlier than we were to high-performance programs. So Phoebe Litchfield, 20 years old, she's a lefty. Tell us a bit about her. Yeah, I mean, you just... She just nailed it. She's 20 years old, left-hander. Um, you know, she'll she'll play for a long time for Australia. She's got a very good head on her shoulders, so I'm really excited to see what she can do over in England. When you said you've got to be aggressive into in the test match and make the brave decisions, does that mean from a batting perspective or you're talking about being aggressive in the field, um, setting attacking fields, trying to take wickets as opposed to um, set big targets and, and block them out of the game? No, I think both. I think there's no reason we can't attack with both the bat and the ball and in the field. Um, you know, we want to, you know, our goal is to win that test match, as I said, and get England on the back foot. So it's not um, pigeonholed to just one one skill set. It's across the board, I'd say. And given that you've you've had a bad calf injury and sometimes they can recur, do you just say to uh, Elisa, I'll just field it first slip, thank you very much, and put the others where you want to? God, no, I don't love first slip, so I'll be looking forward to when Meg's back in the team and um, can can settle back in there, for sure. When do you leave, Beth? Uh, we leave on Saturday. Good luck. We're really looking forward to it. Will you catch up with the with the boys much when you're over there? Obviously, they're playing the Test Cricket Championship and then the Ashes after that. Uh, I'm not too sure, to be honest. I think we're, we're not really in the same place um, at the same time as them, so... Well, I guess we'll wait and see once we're over there, but we'll, I'm sure the girls and myself will be following them pretty closely as well. All right. Do you think they can beat the Indians in the Test Cricket Championship? Oh, yeah. I think it's um, foreign conditions for both of them, so it's whoever um, gets on top early. I think we'll come home with a wet sail, so we'll see. I'm sure it'll be a good contest either way. Yeah, they might have a, a different pitch to play on than the ones they played on in India a few uh, just just recently, I suspect, so it'll be interesting to see how both countries <laughs> yeah. handle that challenge. Beth, we wish you all the best. You're one of the most popular players in women's cricket in Australia now, and uh, we love watching you play in the white ball game, and hopefully there's a test century around the corner for you as well. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Beth Mooney, Australian women's cricket gun, of course, soon to take off to contest the Ashes series in England. We'll take a break and be back with more after the break.